One of my favorite ways for fashion startups to launch is by pre-selling. This means you're selling your product before you create any inventory. It also means your customers are paying for the product up front so you have money in the bank to pay for production. One of the most popular pre-selling platforms for fashion brands is Kickstarter, and it's the three must-dos for a successful Kickstarter campaign that we're talking about today. Welcome to Start Your Sustainable Fashion Brand. I'm Shannon Lore, the founder and CEO of Factory 45, the online business school for sustainable fashion brands. Whether you're looking for business strategy, marketing tips, or a 10-minute pep talk, this is the podcast for fashion entrepreneurs who want to take action, pursue their passion, and make waves in the fashion industry. Let's get started. Okay, so what makes pre-selling on Kickstarter successful for fashion startups? It starts with the three Vs, value, visuals, and visibility. And in this episode, I'm going to go through each of these in much more detail. Let's start with value. Remember that a Kickstarter campaign isn't based on charity or donation. This is a huge misconception and very important to take note of from the beginning if you are considering a Kickstarter campaign. In many cases, the only reason a backer, a Kickstarter backer, is giving you their money is because they want the product you're offering. The number one thing to remember when figuring out your reward system is value. Your rewards, essentially the products that you're pre-selling, are centered around your project. So from the $5 level to the $5,000 level, they need to relate to your product at large. From here, the rewards are divided up into levels by monetary value. You can set these tiers as far apart or as close together as you want, $5 intervals, $20, $100, whatever you think makes sense for your project. If for one of your lower reward tiers, you want to offer someone else's product, you can do that, but you must make sure it's branded so that it's unique to your project. For example, I had a Past Factory 45er many, many years ago who offered moleskin notebooks as one of her lower level rewards. When she went to upload the image onto her Kickstarter profile page, you know, the main visual page of the campaign, she accidentally used the image that didn't have her logo photoshopped onto the notebooks. It looked like she was offering just generic moleskin notebooks and it cost her the chance at being featured as the Kickstarter staff's projects we love. It, it violated their guidelines. They went easy on her, but they made her change it up. This is your chance to use strategy and sales to make the most enticing offer for your project as possible. It's imperative to add the personality of your brand into the descriptions of your rewards and to accurately convey their value. Capitalize the first letters in your sentences, use proper grammar, and don't ignore spell check. Quick note on price points, the monetary amount of your rewards should be competitive with a similar product available for retail in a store, okay? You can raise it by a few dollars 
because it's Kickstarter and people want to support you, but not by much more than that. So if you have, let's say, a t-shirt as a reward, it needs to be priced similarly to a t-shirt someone could find in a store. A $60 t-shirt will just like look like charity, really, uh, unless it there's a reason that it costs $60. So just don't forget that first rule about value. How many rewards should you have? Less is more. And I would encourage you to simplify your rewards levels as much as possible. People can get overwhelmed when they have too many options and you don't want to put them into a state of decision paralysis because they can't decide which level to back you at or which garment to pre-order. That said, you do want to have a nice range of rewards so that people who would only back you, say, for $20 at most, have the option to support you. The pricing of your reward should be entirely based on your cost of producing each product. You want to make sure there is at least a two to three times markup between your cost, so your cost of goods sold, that's your fabric, your materials, your manufacturing costs, cut and sew, and what your reward price is. Your campaign is funding your production run, so you need to make sure you allow plenty of margin to make the campaign worthwhile. At this point, people are pretty familiar with Kickstarter. Potential customers who come to your page to back your project are probably going to expect a discount from retail price uh, just as a perk, right, for being an original supporter, for pre-ordering, all of that good stuff. So determine your retail price and set your rewards at about 15% off. Make sure that this discount is very clear in your rewards so it's another incentive to back your project now rather than waiting until your shop is open for business. You have to give people a reason to pre-order because they are having to wait for the product to arrive. We actually have an awesome free resource called the Pre-Sales Goal Calculator. It will help you determine your Kickstarter goal and the rewards. So I'll link to that freebie in the description below. So if you are considering a pre-sales campaign, make sure to grab it. It'll be really helpful in setting your goal amount. Okay, so the second must-do for a successful Kickstarter campaign is visuals. Kickstarter doesn't require a video, but I strongly recommend it. The success rate is about 50% versus 30% between projects that have a video and don't have one. This video should not be taken lightly. It is essentially the first impression of your project and you have about three to eight seconds to pull a backer in. I started writing the script for my Kickstarter campaign back in 2010 for Revolution Apparel, nine months before we launched our campaign. We had an overall vision of what we wanted it to look like as well as the feel, the story, and the message. So we went ahead, we researched small production companies in the cities that my co-founder and I lived in, Austin at the time and Denver. We shopped around for estimates. In the end, we made the mistake of hiring the company with the lowest price tag. Startup problems, right? Don't make our mistake. Your video is worth the investment. This cheap decision resulted in us really having to fire them after rounds of edits that really went nowhere, and we lost our 50% deposit. Start looking at other Kickstarter and non-Kickstarter videos you like and use them as examples when pitching your project to production teams. 
write a script. You're the only person who knows what you want to say to your audience and how to most effectively say it. Be open to edits and tweaks, but remember that you're probably the best person to write the script. Start gathering footage or be prepared to shoot footage. You can do this when you're shooting your product photos or lookbook photos all in one foul swoop. One day, you can get it all done. If you're getting in front of the camera, then make sure you practice. Your video should be emotional, snappy, and engaging, right? With high-quality footage, it should clearly identify the following, who you are, the story behind your product, what you're pre-selling, what the audience or the viewer will get out of backing your project, And then, of course, a thank you and a call to action at the end. Remember, don't use the word donate. Again, Kickstarter is not a charity platform. The second part of your visuals is your project page, which is essentially the face of your campaign. When a potential backer views your page, they're immediately wanting to know two things right away, who your project is for and what you're pre-selling. I suggest a general outline for the content of your project page, and I'll go through that right now. So first, before you even launch your Kickstarter campaign, you'll put up a teaser page. A teaser page is kind of like a landing page. It will have your company name, it will have the project title, it will have a description, and your featured picture with kind of like a coming soon banner. People then have the opportunity to click notify me on launch to follow your campaign before it begins. And then they'll get notified again when you do launch. So this is, this teaser page is super helpful in sort of building that early audience. Upcoming projects that only have a teaser page can also receive projects we love status from the Kickstarter staff before they even launch. So it's just like another reason to put that teaser page up. So when we talk about your actual campaign page and your Kickstarter page, the face of your campaign, you want to start with an introduction. You want to explain who you are, what your project is, and your general mission. Go on to explain why it's important, why someone would need it, and what problem you're solving. The second part is the contribution. This is number two. So if fully funded, where will the money go? In other words, why is this money needed? How will you achieve your goal? Number three is the rewards. We talked about this already under the value, but what are you pre-selling? This is the time to specifically outline the reward system with detailed descriptions and images. As the rewards get higher, as the pricing, right, gets higher, the description should get more detailed because you're asking people to spend more money. Your mission, this is number four. This is your chance for the big sell. If your rewards didn't convince them, then this is your last chance to get them on board. So you want to tug at the heartstrings, you want to get passionate, you want to explain why your project matters, and you want to ask yourself what people may wonder about your project and take the opportunity to answer those questions. Number five is to share. This is so important. So now that you have a backer on board, Don't forget to give them an opportunity to share your project. You want to link to your website or your blog or your social media accounts. Make it easy for them to share 
by providing the exact text you want them to just copy and paste and put out into their own social media or to an email to a friend or a text message. Number six is a note to international backers. So if you don't factor shipping into your rewards, you want to make sure to tell international backers to add overseas shipping costs. So you can just go to the USPS website if you're in the US. You can estimate the weight of your rewards and ask backers to make an additional pledge to cover the cost of shipping. Don't forget about this or you're going to be really sad when the time comes for shipping because it's going to be very expensive. A quick tip here. Feel free to make your profile page, your campaign page, as photo, GIF, or video heavy as possible. It is imperative to have photos of your rewards, high quality photos. Even a digital mock-up will work, um, or Photoshop versions if you don't have the exact colors of the samples you're going, of the garments you're going to create, but you really want to have as many visuals as possible on your campaign page. And of course, make sure you get someone to proofread. No spelling mistakes or grammar errors. Okay. The third one, visibility. In other words, how to promote your project. Okay. This is the fun part, right? Go ahead and kiss all other productivity goodbye because your Kickstarter campaign now owns you until it ends 30 days from now, okay? Your day-to-day existence of promoting your campaign is run by your campaign. In the next month, you will eat, sleep, and breathe your projects. You'll talk about it in line at the grocery store. You'll talk about it over beers with friends, in yoga class, and anywhere and everywhere online. Talking about your project face-to-face is relatively straightforward. Talking about it online is a whole different beast. So here's what you need to remember about online marketing. Generally speaking, it's not until you think you're annoying people that anyone is even starting to listen. Okay, I'll say that again. It's not until you think you're being annoying that anyone is even starting to listen. I see people make this mistake all the time. They're so afraid of annoying people that they limit their emails to once a week, during a launch, once a week, when most brands would be emailing their list one to two times per day, even when they're not in a launch or they're not in a crowdfunding campaign. The time during your crowdfunding campaign is not a time to hold back. If someone unsubscribes from your email list, then they are probably never going to buy anyway. Okay, so here's how to promote your project on a variety of different platforms. We'll start with everyone's favorite, social media. So you want to choose the social media platforms where you're most engaged and have built up the biggest following over the past months or years of pre-launch. Plan to post at least one to two times per day and change up the format. You can try stories, you can try regular posts, polls, try video, try live streaming. By the time you launch, you should have a pretty good idea of what your audience likes to see and what they don't tend to engage with. Now is the time to try it all and then double down on what's working the best without getting stagnant. Guest content and interviews. This is number two. This is the best way to promote your project by getting other people to promote it. So from the email you send out to business contacts 
to the influencers that you write to, to writers and press or entrepreneurs, complimentary brands. You want to get them to share your story. No guest opportunity is too small. If uh, Sandy Sue wants to interview you for her blog of four followers, then you respond with, I'd love to. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Because the thing is, it only takes one reader, and maybe it's only Sandy Sue's mom, to become your backer. Okay? Also, don't wait for them to come to you. There's a lot of information circling around in cyberspace. So offer to write a guest post so they don't have to come up with interview questions. Put yourself out there, build relationships, and continue giving value. Quick tip here, if you anticipate getting a lot of media coverage in advance, it's smart to put together a press kit of high-resolution photos. Um, You can use a service like Dropbox or Google Drive and upload a file of photos there. Then you can just include the link to that folder when you need to share photos for posts and interviews. The third thing is your blog. So if you started a blog in your pre-launch prep, this is another opportunity to keep your project at the forefront. Share updates with your readers, be transparent, make them feel a part of your journey. Don't only write about your Kickstarter campaign. You want to continue to provide information, insight, entertainment, original opinions, value, as you've done all along. Okay, again, giving value to the people within your niche. People may want to read about how your campaign is going, but they probably won't be inclined to share those updates. If you write a compelling essay, let's say, on why your project is crucial for a better world or a more awesome lifestyle, or you create a quick video explaining your mission and why it's important, people will latch on and spread the word. So just remember that connection is king, and when you're creating content, you want to think about, is this shareable? Will people share it? Always include a CTA, call to action, linking out to your campaign at the end of any blog post or video or whatever piece of content it is. Using the backer updates. So Kickstarter provides backer updates so you can email people who have already pledged to your project. In other words... You have a front row seat in the inbox of your number one supporters. Keep these people informed and updated, but don't spam or overwhelm them. Once per week is a good time frame for sending out short notes of thanks with a brief progress report. They already believe in you, so just make it a no-brainer for them to forward your project update to a friend, thus resulting in another backer. As you get closer to the end of your campaign, you can start to message these backers a little more frequently, especially on the last two days. And the last thing, get creative and get noticed. All of these avenues of spreading the word from social media to guest posting to updates have infinite potential. Your Kickstarter campaign is a time to be different, to showcase your value and to give people something they've never seen before. Following the -the run-of-the-mill updates really aren't going to get you noticed. You need to do something unique and value-adding to create buzz and increase your shares exponentially. It's a lot of work putting together a Kickstarter campaign and executing on it successfully, 
But starting with these three V's, value, visuals, and visibility will set you up for a great start. Okay, so big announcement, March 14th, I'm hosting a free four-day workshop that will teach you the essential building blocks of starting a sustainable fashion brand in 2022. This year, I'm hosting it as a private invite-only event for a select group of people who are serious about starting their brands this year. It won't stream to Facebook. It won't stream to YouTube. It'll be private and exclusive inside Zoom. So the good news is, if it sounds like you, if you're serious about starting your brand this year, you can request an invite by going to the link in the description below. So make sure to check that out, see if it looks like something that could help you take action this year, and request your invite to join me from March 14th to 17th.